This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. Hello out there in podcast land, and welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and this is episode 132. Jeff, you've returned for a podcast. I know. Hey, how's it going? Uh, that was the voice of my producer, Chris. What's up, producer? Chris? Yeah, I just... Producer. Producer. And that was the lovely dulcet tones of, of Zach Clapman, mm. who also hasn't been on the show in quite a while. Not in a very long time. <laughs> uh, that's because he's a busy man. He's a very busy man. We're all very busy men. Doing very busy things. Doing very important stuff. Um, yes. And this is a nice breakup between all the SEMA episodes, <laughs> which yeah, we shall have a lot more to churn out. There's a lot of episodes. <laughs> We're going to start like doubling and tripling up on them. Yeah. And I, and, you know, kick that out was, the jams. I, you know, and I had said that I planned on doing it, but I've just been so busy. I didn't even have time to like edit and post two a week. Barely had time to do one. Yeah. Well, that's all right. We're going to do this one in a sort of the way we used to do them. And we're going to start off with some news, actually. Uh, first up in the news section is something we actually talked about on TST episode 200, which we can get into that later, but uh, we haven't talked about it on Hooniverse yet. The Devil 16. Yeah, I, I which is good. I read a technical article on it yesterday. So mm. By Bob from Road and Track. Yeah. Yes. Uh, great piece, actually, that he went down there. So let's be back up, though. Devil 16 is this Dubai-based hypercar, for those of you listening who don't know, that they're claiming 5,000 horsepower, 0 to 60 in 1.8 seconds, top speed of like 345, mm-hmm. all this crazy nonsense. People have seen the car once or twice. It initially sounded like you know a lumpy cammed V8. Now the engine builder who's based in the U.S., Steve Morris Engines, uh, has actually shown a dyno video of the first engine to be built for the car, and it maxed out the dyno at 4,550 Yeah, it's horsepower. real. It, yeah. The engine is the totally real. Very real. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and it's a hell of a piece of engineering. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's com- it's billet. It's completely billet. There is no castings on it. Uh, it's their own design. It is not an LS motor. They they took what they learned from working with the LS. Well, and they did the smart thing. is They basically went into it and said, here are some nice concepts, and here's the hardware we know works. Right. So they combine it so that they can use LS connecting rods and LS pistons and valve train and stuff like that, but then still have like the intake geometry and everything that they want. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, and and, they do, and there's an amazing picture uh, of an LS crankshaft and the Devil 16 engine crankshaft. You know, obviously it's way, t- yeah. way taller. But him just because he, he had to sit down and do the math so that the firing order was correct on a, a 16 cylinder crankshaft. That's fucking crazy. That's well, every really four, crazy. Well, we had we had you know supposed that it was two pist- two pistons on each bank at the time before when we were. Recorded the last TST. Yeah. But he changed it up, though, so that opposite, right? it's a 45-degree crank. So every 45 degrees, it fires. That makes more sense because you know, it was yeah. two at a time. I mean, just because you're going to have more vibration because you're going to have double the force instead of just, just you know, yeah. dividing 360 by 16, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I. It, I'm. You're, I'm spinning. My head's spinning. Even trying to think about it. But uh, it well, is I helped cool. Work on it. That's why I've been on the show in a while because I was helping see. <laughs> yeah. That. Right. Well, and the interesting thing is, you look at the block, and everybody thinks, "Oh, it's just two LS blocks," because you see a division in the yeah, center, clear division, of like an inch and a half, two inches, yep. where they're like, "Oh, it looks like there's two sets of cylinder heads on each side," and it looks like it's it. At first glance, it does look like they just made a bigger LS block. It definitely does. But that is where they have a bearing journal right in the middle of the mm-hmm. crank because the crank is four feet long. Right, yeah. exactly. You need more support. That makes total sense. Uh, and then it, you can take – get. do they have to make their own heads or you can take heads off? No, of they LS? made their own heads. Yeah. Okay. That, that gap mean, then you can – And they said when they put this on the dyno, they were so insanely nervous because if they, if they blow this engine up – it's so much money down the drain yeah. because of the the you know the billet block and the billet crankshaft and and all of this one off stuff that they made just for this engine and like the the bearings on like the crankshaft and everything they're like oh those are a Ford design because we like the way they do that and right. then I like I think like the cylinder heads borrowed some stuff from like the Hemi's and it's, it's just a hodgepodge it's it's insane I I mean I they said in the article how much I think various parts cost and i forget but you should go you should go to road and track and read it because the author bob uh i always pronounce his last name wrong sorry bob soranakich 
uh, who's a friend of the site, wrote a great piece. He actually drove down to their shop. And uh, he said it was nondescript except for the few burnout marks in the parking lot. The owner, Steve Morris, has, a, I guess, a Trailblazer SS mm-hmm. that looks totally stock on the outside and has some massively built motor under the hood. And it runs like tens or something like that um, with full stock interior. Uh, it's fantastic. So, yeah, Steve Morris, fucking bravo. That's amazing. Now let's see what it can actually do in the car because there's, there's, there's no fucking chance in hell it'll do one eight to 60 there's no fucking chance in hell it'll do 345 miles per hour both of those will not happen well the thing i got from the article though is at the same time is that the engine is there the engine is a thing the engine exists yes there is some doubt whether or not the rest of the car will come into being right right i mean because they the engine's the simplest thing getting power these days is is, i mean the engine's not simple because it's a v16 but that is a simpler thing to do i think for someone who understands engines than to make Tires that can withstand that kind of force. All the chassis. They had to make tires especially for the Veyron when it came out. Right. They didn't have anything that could go that fast. Right. I mean, just think of, like, windows that go 348 or right. the panels in the front that can handle that. Headlights that won't just come off or shatter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Three, look at the cars that do 350 at, um, you know, Bonneville or something. They don't have a lot of these features that a car that's supposed to turn Yeah, they don't look like do. cars. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> They're fucking missiles. Right. So. It, I mean, it's funny, too, when you m- mention what it takes to engineer cars to do stuff like that. There was a, an Instagram post recently. Someone spotted a Koenigsegg 1-1 on a trailer in Miami, and it was heading to a shop to get new rims. You're putting rims. So that car already comes with special design, Florida. carbon fiber wheels, not, yeah. not rims, wheels, uh, to do what that car can do. Now, maybe there's a company that just focuses on wheels and can make a good wheel that can complement that car. But holy shit, the, one of the last things I would touch on that car are the wheels. I mean, you have to make a wheel that can withstand all the forces and will hold I up. I think about the only company I'd trust to do that would be HR. Right, I agree. I mean, you know, BBS probably, any you know, any of the two approved companies. But but you know what I would do? I would leave the Koenigsegg wheels on it. <laughs> Unless you're afraid of curbing, that's your fault. What are you doing? What are you doing? I could see that. So you put these wheels on when you're just cruising around town, and then when you go, like, run it, you put your carbon fiber These are your wheels. Mr. Rogers shoes. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Stepping out in my fucking gators. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to go drive around this. I mean, but but, oh, but if you if you can buy – I'm so upset I don't know how to speak. Just keep the wheels on it. They're amazing. But the, the good news is, though – It's South Florida. There is no tax. The good uh, news is, though, that someone in the States has a 1-1. Yeah, it's That's true. pretty cool. Um, so The bad news is they're in Florida. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, so I mean, they're going to really expect that. But at least they have the the real estate to draw. I mean, that's honestly like they have good roads. They're flat and they're wide and they're long. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, that's where we used to go racing, yeah. Florida Turnpike. <laughs> you know. Um, now, moving on away from the, the devil and the Koenigsegg, uh, a car I'm happy to talk about that just came out, or at least the first drive reports just filtered out, uh, the Lamborghini Huracan 580-2. Uh, so this is a rear-wheel drive Huracan. Powers 580 horsepower. The two means two-wheel drive. One of the things I like about this is um, a lot of folks claim that the 610-4 understeers, which I don't, and even you know, super YouTube all-star Chris Harris says that the, the he said it understeers and he had never driven it. He was just he said he's going off by what people said and based on his experience with the Aventador, which is an understeering pig. Mm-hmm. The 610-4 didn't understeer. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 580-2 definitely doesn't understeer. Every video people are posting on YouTube, that thing is sideways. Of course. They're holding it there, and they're they're in a traction mode that like allows you to do that. Um, it This car is going to be so much fun. It's going to be the Drift Lamborghini. It's going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait to drive Well, I mean, they had the Balboni, too. That was It was kind of in the same vein. I mean, obviously, at the end of the Gallardo run, but it's, you know... This is Lamborghini's pattern. Yeah. Well, it's great because the R8 you can't get in rear-wheel drive. The right, Lamborghini right, right. has to be a special edition. Ferraris, you can, uh, mid-engine, re- but mid-engine rear-wheel drive, the options were Ferrari, Porsche, you know, and the, uh, McLaren P1, like all those things. Too. I but think it's that just I, an, it's an interesting V10 sound. It's just different. And the McLaren ideally doesn't want you drifting. It true. wants you holding Very the true. best line. Although the 570 does. Sure, true. sure. But those are different class car. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a cool. Fun I think I would idea. put the 570 in the in the Oricon in the same class. I think the 650 is because the co- the cost of them. Yeah. The, five, the 570 is significant. 570 is like a 911 turbo. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like 150. But I mean, like, but performance wise, not even, sure, not not mm-hmm. so much price wise, but yeah, in that same kind of area of experience. Well, the thing with the McLaren, to. the thing with the McLaren though, is the average person sees it on the street. They're they're gonna be like, what is that seven hundred thousand? You know, like they they don't know what sure. that fucking car costs. I remember years ago, uh, a close friend of mine was getting married, and his father, who has tons of cars, who, you know, we've, I've mentioned him before on the podcast. Uh, he had recently purchased a two thousand two Bentley sedan. I forget which one. Flying Spur. Um, no, no, no. Uh, older that. boxier. Oh, okay. Um, um, like like right around when they were still using BMW engines, even though this had the six and three quarter, um, like an Arnage or something. Uh, and uh, this was not in two thousand two. This was you know like two thousand twelve or something. So it's an old car. It's I know exactly what he paid for it. Wasn't that much. Great. Uh, I told him. He asked me when he was buying it. Should I buy this? I go. It'll be a great take your dinner to wife car. You're never going to make any money on it. it goes great, and, he, and it's one of the best. He said it's the most comfortable car he's ever owned. He loves it, mm. uh, and it was I think it was like fifty grand. And it keeps working. Uh, yeah, it's fine. And new, I think new. Those were close to three hundred or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at the wedding, my friends who have a passing interest in cars, they know that it's a Bentley. They know it's expensive. They're like, damn, what do you think he paid? Like two hundred for that? I'm like, no. No, I, I didn't say it. Well, him. Bentley's one of those beautiful designs, though, to where Especially they've the looked ones. the same for 15 years, so most people don't know the difference. Yeah. I mean, hell, I have a hard time spotting the difference if they're just passing by on the road quickly. Well, like, people people know MSRP. They don't – most people right. don't know. Depreciation. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's, I find that people – when you're in something expensive or something new – and that doesn't even have to be expensive. People always either go – Way under the price yep. or way, way over. over. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. It's rare day that people catch it right, right yep. where it should be. I agree with that. It I was just like I, I, the one that sticks out is when uh, Matt and Thad were in the Aventador and taking it to SEMA. Yeah. He's like the guy, he's like, pulls over at the gas station. The guy's like, so what's that go for? Like 120? And Matt's like, yeah, like 750. It was uh, 450. With that, in was it? Yeah, yeah. five hundred. Any event where you can always just kind of go, it's about five hundred, yeah. and you're very close. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never pay attention to the price. Uh, <laughs> like, to, uh, I just had the Repeat S for the weekend. Speaking of expensive cars, and it does fit a baby seat in it, which was That's I saw the picture. All the room in the back, by the way, because I've sat That's in it. the back of one of those. My wife, ha- my wife, who's five one, had to move her seat way up for mm-hmm. the baby seat, and mm-hmm. she's just looking at me like, "Really? We could take my Ford Fusion Hybrid where." There's so much room, and I'm like, yeah, but She's it's still not wrong. a repeat. She's wrong. And they have the but same nose. Um. <laughs> Here's the funny thing is that your daughter could go either way. Is it when – when not that way, Zach. Hold well, on. she's young. We're talking we, about – We like, don't know. We don't know yet. I'll support any direction she yes. chooses to go. But <laughs> when it comes to vehicle and, and actually practicality in 15 years, she's either going to be very tall or very tiny. Well – I'm telling you this, she's tr- hilariously trending. Not hilariously. Um, I say hilariously for a different reason, but she's trending tall. Like uh, She's trending? For height. Twitter? Oh. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> there was a poll. Sloan. Yeah. Uh, don't hashtag Sloan. Um, there's, <laughs> she's trending, according to the medical stuff where they you know measure you, she's mm-hmm. going to be tall. And I can't wait till she's taller than Jen because it's going to be fucking hilarious. That's not a, a high bar to reach. No, no. 5'1", no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, she'll be there by about... Third grade. When she not to get off cars completely, but when uh, one of the last ultrasounds, they measured her femur, and a couple times it kept saying it, like the computer would go like beep 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 out of range, like it was too long. Like this to is a three year old, get her yeah. out of here, <laughs> right? Um, then she finally got a measurement at like ninety nine percent. But uh, so the repeat S was um, Jen is actually usually really good at guessing cars for the most part, and she doesn't give a shit about cars. Uh, and I said, what do you think this is? And she said one twenty. And it's 200. She goes, fuck these cars. Because <laughs> anytime we have an Aston Martin, something. You're giddy. Something happens. No, no. I, I mean, oh, something not to wrong. sound jaded, but I've had a fair amount of Aston Martins. Well, Aston know. likes you. You, um, do, you do well. And with I them. like them. And I don't mean that in a like a shill for them way. I actually really love those cars. Yep. And we were talking about depreciation. And I can't wait to have a Vantage someday. So I agree. Yes. The Remember that manual? day we spent with the V12 Vantage? Yes, I do. Was that not a great day? Amazing. I love them. I oh, really I I, love Aston Martin. That someday is probably two years from now. I know, right? Well, depends on. I have to make a lot yeah. more money. I mean, the price, the way for someone with a real job totally can get an uh, advantage, especially like an older V8. If you can yep. find a 4.3 liter, holy shit, you can it's like 40 or 50 grand easily. And if you can, but, you but savings account but for maintenance. If you have like, if you have a good, decent job, a brand new V8 Vantage GT starts at ninety nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's the fucking steal. Yeah. Forget the nine eleven, even though it's a technically a better car. The noise, the V8 noise that makes is fantastic. It's a British Corvette. The way it looks, 
All of it. I it looks completely way better. agree. Yeah. yeah. And the and the stick in it is great. And uh, surprise, surprise, don't be shocked when there's another V12 Vantage S manual on the horizon. Don't be surprised. That shit ain't dead yet. Of course. Uh, which is going to be fan-fucking-tastic. I wonder if it'll have the Aston motor or if it will have the Mercedes This V12. will still... I, this, would I would imagine, would still have the Aston motor. The um, repeat has always been... It's, it's gorgeous. such a novelty. It is. It's gorgeous. I love Aston yeah. Martin. If I've the always said, I would buy a DBS if awful. I could first before anything else if I had money. But as a sedan, it is not a good car. No, the back seat is useless. Yes, unless you have very young children who don't need car seats. But I don't even know what age. It, it'd be a weird. It'd be seats. like an age of four, six. You, no, you know what you need to be. You need to like, be like a sixty-year-old empty nester. And yeah, you just but you want to put like a, your backpack. I don't know your golf clubs. I, I have, yeah, no, yeah, or if you, you use that. it as a hatchback, or if you exclusively transport down. veterans missing limbs. I always make a missing limb joke whenever I do the repeat. Yeah. You have, to, I mean, you have to. You absolutely have to. There's no question about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gorgeous car. Gorgeous car. I, I wish we got the Lagonda here because apparently that I think has more room in it. Oh, like well, we don't Lagonda. get it yet. Yeah, okay. the new one. Well, yeah. <laughs> I would still like, drive an old one because I'm an automotive hipster asshole. Yeah, it's like, it's just so attractive. <laughs> I can hear Blake like, masturbating from here all the way to Austin, Spada, Texas. I'm just like too many rulers designed uh, cars. See, a spot I would be pretty badass. No. That was a fun conversation, which we can talk about in a minute, too. Right. That, whatever, that is whatever. the notes. But let's move on to the next. Uh, yeah, 582 is going to be awesome. Next tidbit of news here. So the, the NAC toy, the North American Car Truck of the Year finalists were announced. So, did you guys read these yet? Mm-mm. No. Car of the year, the three finalists. I'm going to do it in reverse reverse order because the one. So, at Mazda MX-5, it's not surprising to see it there. Honda Civic, Chevy Malibu. Oh, is this Chevy's list? <laughs> who, who made it? Who made it? The North American Car Truck of the Year, like the award. That's the like given out by who? Like uh, there's Power a panel of journalists. No, no. This is the NACTOY judges are a group of oh, judges who work at a bunch of different. Of okay. uh, yeah, they're on like the gravy train of journalists. Um, they finally added, they're seen... finally adding more women. I think they might have added a gay dude. Finally, you know, like they're finally. Well, we know he didn't just bring not be old in. white people. There, yeah. but I still don't think they have any like Latin American judges or black people. It's very. Old automotive journalism. Yeah, that's probably true. But I, I have friends in there. I will. I will. I have friends there, and I think they're trying to change the pace of of it. I I, I got to give them credit for that. And and I said a gay dude. I, sh- I shouldn't say gay dude. Gay dude. You can say gay dude. Yeah. yeah you uh, can. But one of one of my good friends Zach, who is a you're gay grinding man out the mic is um is a is a important judge for them. So that's good. I think automotive journalism is not. People have an opinion of cars and they, you know their race or their sex like. I don't think people look to that opinion and how it matters. Now, the whole old guard thing of these guys have, like, sat in this seat for 20 years, and then maybe their voting would change. Like, that I understand. But I think, you know, we, we the, the need for diversity in it is – I feel like it's a more equal playing field. I think – but to that effect, at the same time, I think there are aesthetic choices among certain groups that some people like and some people don't. Maybe. Um, it's specifically around design stuff. Maybe. So. Well, the the big thing for the, uh, the automaker side is that like this is a huge deal for them to win, and they put it in their commercial. Right, you know, of course, North course. American Car of the Year. So Car of the Year, MX Five Civic, MX Five Civic, and Malibu. Civic is very Civic is more surprising than Malibu. People yeah. like the Malibu a lot more. I think when, the Civic is a better lead forward than the was Malibu. The, though. Was the Malibu even revised this year? Yeah, <laughs> that's how little I paid attention to it. And it was good. I mean, it was a good, it was a good sedan. I could car see of the year. like when the, when the new Impala came out. I could totally see that being in the running because I really like the Impala mm-hmm. when we had that. But uh, Malibu, I think the I think just because of what it is and who's voting, I think the because MX-5 it's just is very win. middle of the road. I don't. I mean, and I think the MX Five. It's great that we have a new MX Five, and I haven't done my video yet. I still have to edit it, but I didn't love that car as much as I thought I was going to. I mean, it, mm. it was fun. It was a lot of fun, but it has its flaws too. I so, repeat to our friends, they need to turbocharge that fucking thing. I, I don't even think it's that. It, it was it was it wasn't the the I had no qualms about the engine at all. Uh, you always know that the Mazda is going to be slow car fast, and that's fun. It's part of the charm. But there were some just chassis choices that appeal to I guess hardcore Mazda people, Miata people, and I'm not one of them. So maybe I'm I didn't get it. Um, Are you talking but, about the chassis lean? Yes. Yeah. Like I it bugged me. You're not the only person. Me. No, I know. Lots of people complain about it. 
Mr. Klein is one of them. Um, so for the truck or slash utility of the year, it's the Honda Pilot, the Nissan Titan XD, and the Volvo XC90. I get the XD. The other two... Uh, the Volvo, there's no question it's going to win. Yeah. Is that the, 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 new, Volvo, not a the new XC90? Not, no, truck slash utility. Is that the twin charge? So SUVs. Or... Uh... It's, it's the one that like looks gorgeous. The mm-hmm. interior is supposed to be flawless. That's what we drive. Mean, where we just yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I, I get the thing, the but on, uh, it's Mercury. such a stretch that they're putting that stuff in the truck and utility well, ha- realm. No, it's it's, it's, it's a it's fucking luxury car. Uh, it's it's an SUV though. To to the average car buying public, and it might not even be an SUV. It might be a crossover, but I think it's still an SUV. That is to them, it's not a car. Oh, well, it's a very broad. You know, yeah. that's a big basket to catch cars in. Uh, that's a terrible analogy. Yeah. I'm tired and eat some, eat some food. But, I mean, look at the other side. It's car of the year. Everything from a Civic to a P1 is included in that. I yeah, mean, and yeah, yeah. So they, they should have more than two categories. Right. I, I get what you're saying. It's like they, they should have this catch-all. But, I, I mean, I think and from what I've read, the, pilot, the new pilot's actually supposed to be really good. I haven't, read, I haven't driven it. I've heard it's actually fantastic. <laughs> I was just thinking that's the equivalent of, like, Super of like Miss Universe, and the scale starts at Dan- Danny DeVito and ends yeah. at like and ends at like uh, Scarlett Johansson or something. Yeah, no, that that kind of is. It, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that should be the, the the. I can already think of like the title for that episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah, <laughs> the gang invades the Miss Universe pageant. Um, so Frank gets Scarlet I, Fever. I've actually driven the Nissan Titan, and we'll get into that later. Um, but. You're I'm not, I'm not a surprised. Lot of things, I know I am. I, mean, I know I am. Procrastination. Because I have to stick to my list. Um, but uh, I, I've driven it, and I'm not surprised it's on the list. I'll say that. Um, but next up, my, the last bit of news before we dive into other shit. Um, Janis Joplin's 1964 Porsche 356 SC Cabriolet was just auctioned off at RNM. RNM. RM. Whatever. Um, the pre-auction estimates were 400000 to 600000 I and a few others, like, uh, you know, another Shout Engine uh, podcast, Camden Tubbed, mm-hmm. Bradley Brownell, who fucking knows his Porsches, he also agreed. Um, he was shouting at the loudest. There's no way it's going to go for that. Like, it's going to go for way more. Because mm-hmm. this car is not going to be bought by a car person. And it's, it's got a glove box full of drugs. <laughs> and it's, well, it's painted like crazy psychedelic on the outside. It's this big mural. Uh, another crazy part about that, though, is they painted it. Then the family, she died uh, in a hotel in Hollywood. The family eventually took the car back, repainted it years ago to its original dolphin gray, which is actually a beautiful color. But then they were like, well, we can't do this. They, took, they found photos of the original artwork, hired new artists to recreate the original artwork, and then sealed it so it, you know, it's even better condition than it was before. Oh, weird. Yeah. I thought they could have stripped off the silver or something. That would be So it's the Porsche equivalent that. of a BMW art car now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's a, an interesting way to look at it. So the but, final sale price, mm-hmm. 1.7. Oh, I was going to guess 2. There you go. Uh, and I think it, does, I mean, as much as I hate Ferrari values and what they're doing, I think that Porsche deserve it because it's such a, it's more than a car at that point. I but, like the fact that it's going to, uh, it, it's it's got the provenance of somebody that doesn't necessarily always get the kind of attention as being like a car. Like, who cares for another, you know, who cares about, like, another James Dean car or something yeah. like that? It's, like, nice to see somebody else from that era. Like, yeah. oh, it's another cool person that everybody knows. It's their interesting car from yeah, there. And, and it really is interesting and unique. It's not another super fucking unique. Super unique. McQueen or something she like that. She was in San Francisco in 68, saw a car go by that was also happening, like, in the Bay Area in the 60s. That was also happened to be, I guess, a 356 that was all painted, you know, funky colors. And she went down to Beverly Hills. Bought her, uh, she was she was notoriously frugal, I guess. So she didn't buy a new one. She bought a four year old, hmm. uh, three fifty six. And back then, that car was what two grand, three grand. Um, had her roadie slash jack of all trades painted in all the shit. Even had like when you pull the fuel filter up, it has this like screaming face, like That's really cool. cool artwork, mushrooms and shit like that. Well, um, it's what happens when you get your twenty year old friend just dr- fucked up, and you go, "You get to paint my car today, right, man." Right, right. You know, man, depending on who the artist is, that you could end up with something rad or something that's a disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Just the fuel absolutely. Like, hey, just go for it. But I mean, the car is preserved; it's never been crashed. You know, it was in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for twenty years. That's cool wow. too. That, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. It was like in the main lobby. There's just a nice story behind yeah, this yeah. car. That's what yeah. I like. And you know, it it has to be, and it either has to be a true Porsche fanatic. I have to have all the Porsches, and for him, he's like, oh, fuck, one point seven. All right, easy. Mm-hmm. Or a music person who's like, yeah, no question. So, did you hear the other action that's coming up? It's Timothy Leary's Chevette. 
<laughs> Speaking of full of drugs. Yeah. People would buy that just to search the fenders and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be worth it. <laughs> like, you lick the paint. Like, oh, <laughs> man. Like, like over licking the toad. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, recently, all three of us were uh, in a milestone episode of another podcast. Uh, our friends at TST just did their 200th episode. We yes, sure we did. did. Yay. We sure did. We had, what a was big it, day. 16-something people in here, maybe? So many people. A lot of yeah. people. And one girl. Yes. Solana. And one girl. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And next Such year a... we'll ha- play the game, Who's the Father? That's, ter- <laughs> that's really terrible. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we were sharing mics. It was a good crew. It, it's a diverse, a diverse range of journalists. And then Jonathan Klein, who doesn't know how to use a microphone, apparently. Yep. He <laughs> forgot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the number of times you and I yelled at him was, was just... so good. I want to go back. So I haven't listened to it I yet. I think that's almost a drinking I game. I want to go it's back fun. and listen to it just to laugh at how many times you guys yelled at him. And also to hear how loud... Alex's vaping was through the. <laughs> you know who's a, but fucking Alana like not even on mic but still perfectly clear the entire time really? just because she's got that small but mighty voice of just yeah, like yeah. yeah for people that don't know her she's like what five two I mean yeah, she projects well she's got a very clear voice yeah sure. it was um, yeah it was a, it was fun it was like it was a buffet. And it, it was it was <laughs> choose it was, your flavor, baby. Madness. We got all the voices. Your flavor, we'll choose you, but it was really. We had fun. Aaron Robinson, Aaron Robinson, of uh, Tony. Car and Driver, Tony Krug of Car and Driver, uh, someone who could not be named oh, from yeah. a different publication. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're too, from a family Corey publication. Corey Burns from Con Media, who uh, sets us up with Diane Cars and HRE and Alana all kinds of great and people. Brandon, Brandon or Brandon, Brandon, Brandon from Hot Rod. Right. Yeah, they both work for Hot uh, Rod. Our Corey's friend, coworker, also from Con. Our friend Jonathan, obviously Klein, who yeah. we're just making fun of. All the your full TST crew assortment was even Nino. Yeah. Ne- yeah, fucking downtown. Uh, the Nino only one Brown was, was here. the only one we were missing out of the TST crew boop, 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 was, was uh, Tom. Yeah, there, yeah, that's true. He's in New York, and uh, he, Nino, he really you brought the drops him. back. What's so funny is that Nino <laughs> at the end of it, he's like, "Now I remember why I don't do these anymore." It's like it was two hours. He said one thing, but he knew, but otherwise he had nothing to say. He's like, "That's why I didn't come to these anymore." Yeah, but he, yeah. I miss, I kind of miss doing these in the living room. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> with people Nino's were just fucking drops on the old TST one. I think before we they even were did a really Hooniverse, people were just yeah, hammered, hammered on a regular basis. On, on that, that one, that one, that was a fucking great one. I think I was the sixth guest or something. You were like on that. a lot. You and were then the on 12th, a lot. And then yeah. the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Before we started <laughs> yeah. doing this, you were on before TST. We started making a lot. friends. Even now, you're still on TV, TST pretty frequently. Well, I just wander in the studio. Hey, jump on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, everybody listening, if if, uh, if you listen to this, you most likely listen to TST anyway. But if you don't, go listen to the 200th episode and then go start at one and play catch up. Um, because that's you what, only have four five hundred hours lives? of content or something. There's a lot that's of four we actually, years we of get our a lives. Lot of, uh, yeah, we get a lot of mostly your lives that but are like. Hey, I started at one. I'm at 107. Or I, I start. And I'm, I'm really amazed. Several people have commented, which usually means if one writes, and there's probably many more that don't. Oh yeah, yeah that absolutely. are starting at the bottom. And it's funny because we had really good guests, and you know, just I don't know, there's hilarious comedians that came on in the beginning, and yeah. some people that just don't live here anymore. Uh, I don't know. Race now, drivers. Speaking. I mean, speaking of really good guests. I'm bringing it back to ah, our yes. podcast for a moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Hayes and I, not Blake, if you're listening, not you. This yeah. one's just Chris and I. <laughs> That's so mean. I'm sorry, Blake. Uh, we are up for a Motor Press Guild Audio Award for our motor, more recent episode with Gail Banks. Yeah. Episode 115, it was I think like it was. Two, three months back. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. we're, we're up against Corolla yeah. for an episode they did with Rutledge Wood. And then we're up against, um, um, what's his name? Uh I think they're it's Alan Taylor and uh, it's it's uh, they're always in the top ten. Yeah, they they do very well. Uh, Charlie Vogelheim, that's his name. Sorry, Charlie, I couldn't think of your name. Um, we're up against them. I don't know what their episode was, or but they have a very strong following. So it's interesting. We're it's up really against cool. Corolla and DeAndrea. It's an honor to just be nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Then, <laughs> it's, you're, <laughs> you're like you're like standing between juggernauts. You're like. Hey, you guys are. Oh, you're here. I might, I, you know, I might say something to the effect. I don't want to get too cocky, but I'm like, somebody has a guest on their show that is fairly significant in automotive history, and the others do not. So, no offense to Rutledge. True. Yes. Um, oh, I like Rutledge. <laughs> I, I actually want to get him on here yeah, yeah. one of these days. We will when he, and he's actually. In, I actually can't say anything else. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, we're up for an award. The award ceremony. So you're listening to this on a Wednesday. The award ceremony was last night. 
even though we're recording on Monday night. So you don't. Oh, know. so, so by the got... time this airs, we'll know if we've won or lost. It's on the fifteenth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Are you going? Yeah, I, I was invited by Subaru to sit at their table. The, the automakers sent out invites so you could sit at their tables and shit like that. Yeah, because they're like... Tuxedo? No. I'll wear a, a sport coat. But. You should, man, I want someone to join me with the excuse Tops and buying. tails? Yeah. Like go to one of those... The you want to do Dumb and Dumber? I want, that's a different thing. But I yeah, want to don't go, ever mention that again. I, I want to go to a, a cheap tux <laughs> place and get something ridiculous one time and just do something. I still want to do that, by the way. That, yes. That needs to be um, okay. Because I've never been, and I don't care if I ever go again. That's right. Um, don't forget, though. you got to roll. We're talking in code, and we can't talk in Pontoon code. Pontoon boat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zodiac. Absolutely. No right. question about it. But enough is enough on that one. Well, that's um, what we'll call it. Operation Zodiac. Zodiac killer. So, <laughs> I, uh, I was in Arizona a week or so ago uh, to drive the new Titan XD. Um, interesting truck. Very interesting truck. Uh, Nissan has pulled a lot of people who own half-tons and who own three-quarter tons to figure out where their pain points are. Half-ton people sometimes wish they had more capability. Three-quarter ton people might be like, I spent way too much, and I barely use you know, what this fucking 20,000-pound towing beast can do. Because those trucks are exp- trucks are fucking expensive. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. trucks start at 40 now. Well, I mean, if, especially if they're workhorses, I, I usually liken it to camera gear. They charge you... Two thousand dollars for a good tripod because they know that if you're buying that level tripod, you need you're it to be using smooth. It, well, you're using it to do a job that you are getting paid getting for paid for a long time. Right. On the and flip so side, though, the trucks are the same way. But there's also a category of trucks that are basically in parts of this country. They are the luxury cars. Oh, that's true. You don't yeah. buy a Mercedes. You buy, you know, the uh, whatever Longhorn. the fucking yeah, or which the, is uh, wrong the because they're still not as good. But well, true, to but them, they to, well, yeah, to they've them come they a long way. I mean, oh, the ride it still rides like a truck. But the leather inside and the in the touch points and the, the it's fucking expensive and nice mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, it's not a it's Mercedes. It's not a luxury car. It's not a Mercedes. Don't don't fool yourself. It's not a Mercedes. They're nice, but they're not luxury cars. No. But they're 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 fucking close. So this Titan X D kind of wants to straddle the line the five eighths truck. Between yeah. Five eighths truck. It, it wants to be uh in between a half ton like expanded duty or something like they call it. It has an integrated gooseneck in the bed, which is kind of cool, hidden between the, these three oh. panels. It has, you know, the integrated brake controller. It has this other neat feature where it uses the reverse camera. So you can, you can ba- say you are by yourself. You couldn't find your friend to help you hook up your load. You, using Insert the reverse camera, here. you can see the center line. It doesn't block the hitch. You can see the hitch, and then it does an audible beep when you're over the, or you're under the tunnel. That so, is very helpful. So then you get out, you set it all up, and now you have, you're supposed to check your, your lights. You can do it from the key fob. That's so it'll cycle through brake lights and turn signals. Why That's has awesome. nobody thought of that That's one before? Feature. Right? That's so fantastic. you could pull up to a trailer completely by yourself, hook it up, check it safe, and get the fuck out of it. Yeah, because that is a pain in the ass. And most people that are towing, if you tow a lot, you're going you're gonna to be there by yourself often. So, so that's a really good idea. I've never towed. On this, they had to set up a segment to tow. Uh, I get in the truck. Behind me is a surge brake trailer, not even a full electronic brake control trailer, mm-hmm. just a sur- regular surge brake trailer. Uh, with a 9,600-pound load. I've never towed. It's like in the trailer. A uh, bobcat. No, no, no. It was, an oh. o- it was a flat trailer, um, not enclosed. So you could actually see the weight. It wasn't hiding it. It was 3,000 school children. Yeah. <laughs> Drop this off in the next state. Uh, so no, go to Mexico. We were in Arizona. so um, It was like it, was, it wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. It was great. And then it has this, uh, they call it, the name for it is stupid because they call it downhill speed control, but it can use it on flat ground and uphill. It just modulates transmission and braking and stuff like that. But if you're going downhill, you just tap the brakes and it grabs the lower gear. Like, just simple as that. I wonder mm-hmm. what they're using for a transmission. Uh, an ASIN six-speed, heavy duty. Interesting. Yeah, just because there's not that many people that make transmissions for that application. ASIN six-speed. So the engine is a five-liter Cummins turbo diesel. That's the big news that they announced a few years ago, but the truck's finally here. So uh, Turbo diesel is... That's the engine for trucks for me. I mean, in, yeah. unless they made like a Raptor, a, 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 the, the EcoBoost engine in a fun truck. I should fun trucks gas. Fun truck and get gas. But work truck most diesel. Trucks are work trucks. Work truck most, diesel. Fun yeah, truck gas. diesel. Totally it feels agree. awesome. And even then, with the proper gearing, because diesels are so torquey, they can still be fast. Oh yeah, no, they can yeah. be, but it's just nice to have the rev range. You know, if you're if you're blasting the sand or if you're, I mean, I don't know, doing like rock crawling. There stuff was like a that. point where I was uh, I was cruising down the highway. At, like I, I mean, I don't care to tell you, whatever. I was doing like ninety. It was fucking. It was like it was nothing. Yep. Um, and we actually took. They have a Pro 4X trim, so we spent the day driving the top platinum 
Platinum Reserve trim around because they only had the two trims there, Platinum Reserve and Pro 4X. So we drive the Platinum Reserve around, then we wind up in an off-road course to drive the Pro 4Xs. And um, it was way more capable than I expected. And doing stuff, you don't because off-road trucks are better when they're smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, you want shorter wheelbases. Suzuki Samurai. Like yeah, seriously. Yes. Jeep Wranglers. And um, it climbed a hill like no problem. It had hill descent control. It, it did all these things that I didn't expect a big-ass truck like that to do. Now, we weren't taking it to Dakar, you know, but but it was way more capable than I, than I thought it should be. So it was impressive. So that actually gives me hope for when they come out with the, the regular Titan, the non-XD, the Pro 4X, because I've heard that the the eight-cylinder gas engine for that is a fucking hot rod. So, you know, like we said, fun truck. The last exactly. 5.6 wasn't a bad motor. No, the 5.6 has always been a good Nissan motor, no question. Yeah. And now I think they've added, like, better direct injection and, like, you know, random things to make it even better. Yeah. Is, is the the only thing I've heard is they're a nightmare to work on, but... If I buy a new truck, I'm not working on it. <laughs> you know, the chances are of having to actually touch that motor at any point are pretty slim because yeah, I have never heard a bad thing about those in terms of reliability. No, no, no. Yeah. So, but it's it just, it's hard. It's going to be so hard for them to sell this Titan XD yeah. because you, they showed us a chart of truck sales and it's like Ford and then under that, I think Toyota. I, I, no, no, no um, GM. It's either I think it's she- yeah, it's Chevy. And they're then Dodge. Close, yeah. And then a sliver of Toyota. And then a sliver of Nissan. Mm. Like it's crazy. It would be smart if they took this to, and I'm sure they will take it to other markets that don't have trucks of that size, because there's got to be some demand for a larger truck in those markets. Sell them as commercial vehicles. You know, take them to South America, take them to Europe and everything to where they're not common, but they can actually still sell them to businesses. Yeah, but I almost think that truck's probably too big for those markets because I think there they like slightly smaller. Vehicles. South America does full size. Yeah, they do. But they really need to get if if they can capture that piece of the pie chart that they found the niche who wants a little more than a fifteen hundred and doesn't need a thirty five hundred or a twenty five hundred. Right. They can find that person on the way up or on the way down. That's a potential sale and a conquest, so we'll see. I mean, that's it's a great engine. Be, it's it's hard. It's definitely That's going to be a small market. But they're already well, – but might, it, their market segment's already nothing. It might be yeah. a bigger market than we all – because people get – you get two choices. You can get 1,500 or you can get a three-quarter ton, and that's it. So maybe more people will go, oh, this is – it's the porridge. It's This is the right temperature. It's just a matter of – Getting all the brand loyal people to right. come from the and I mean, for, truck people, truck dude, people, oof. Yeah, I think you're. They're probably far more likely to pick up Toyota buyers than the American buyers. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I mean, you're probably right because Toyota doesn't have a diesel offering, at least mm-hmm. not in the U.S. Yeah. So, no, you, you you're probably right. Um, which I mean, still that'd be a nice probably jump for them. So we'll see. But I don't think there is a bad truck being sold. Uh, no, I don't think so either. You know, we varying don't have trim levels. Indra, so um, varying trim levels, but I don't think any of them are bad. Yeah, and I mean, I, you can't you can't call a base entry level work truck a bad truck bad truck just because just, it doesn't have shit. Like it's not mm-hmm. supposed to have shit. It's just not frills. Right. Um, I rented a U-Haul pickup truck a little while ago, and it was like a new one with uh, push button column shift and stuff. Yeah. Great. It the drove, Titan has that, too. It drove nice. It was like, and that's pretty base. And I'm it was su- quick. And I'm supposed to have a Colorado diesel coming soon. Oh, cool. Uh, which I'm really looking forward to because I've heard very nice things about that. That's a, yeah, I like that truck. That was an idea. Awesome. Um, so speaking of your cars, what's going on with the Fiesta? Fiesta is pretty much done. I mean, I'm waiting on some of our friends at uh, tuning companies to that, that want to use it as a guinea pig, but... Obviously, there's no rush there because it's kind of at their leisure. Of course. Um, but otherwise, that car, there is nothing left to do on it. It is incredibly sorted. Awesome. So, um, How's the vet? The vet is good. The vet is the next project that I'm probably going to start after Christmas. Um, I've got a lot of things. That I, I can't really drive it right now because the brakes need to be done, so that's probably going to get done first, that and the seats. Um, otherwise, I'm looking at lighting stuff now, which is cheap to do. Keep the HIDs, but change the high beams and the fog lights over to LEDs. Um, and uh, just piece by piece, that's going to be coming together. Nice. So Very cool. good, very good. Uh, Mr. Clapman, uh, how's your Crown Victoria? Fantastically bad. <laughs> uh, it's adequate. It's not bad. Sufficiently great. Sufficient. No, it's fine. It's the same. It's a car. The best through traffic car. I, I mean, I, I do get. like it. And it, yesterday it rained here, and I did like a 
quote, rolling burnout when I was leaving <laughs> class because it was like, oh, it's wet. And just floor just, <laughs> just peel out, you know, down sunset and it's just raining. It's fun. I love That's how hilariously awesome. comfortable those are, though. It's, it's, oh, it's a bark it's lounger. It's a, yeah, but, you know, it is like I'm at the point, though, where, I mean, my posture is usually pretty bad now. Right. And, and that help. thing doesn't help because you got an armrest, but the armrest is like a foot, f- you know, it's, it's farther over to the right than I should. Yeah, no, I'm like that because you're like, well, and now I'm j- I'm jamming my shoulder up into my clavicle and I'm, everything's getting tight all the time. To so, uh, steal a line from uh, from regular cars, it's the official car of scoliosis. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it kind of is. Uh, when I drove the Million Mile Lexus, I was like, this is what a seat should be. It keeps you upright. It, I mean, even that thing has, like, bolstering and fits human beings. And and the Crown Vic is straight. It's it's a piece of plywood and a piece of plywood. Like, there's very little shape to those seats whatsoever. But if you had to soft. sleep in it overnight, it'd be great. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I have laid down in it before, and it was very comfortable. That's fantastic. Um, that is good stuff. It's one of the few cars sense. left around that is suitable for extracurricular activities, too. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> and it, it, it holds everything. I still I still need to put on... Those mufflers. I still need to put on the dumps I have. It's just been. Uh, I just do. Don't bother life. with the mufflers. If you're going to have the dumps, that's that's sufficient. Yeah. So. Excellent. Uh, the Hoon truck. Uh, hopefully, get it back in the next few weeks. It. Uh, Clarion has it, right? No, it's still at Rick's shop. Okay. Um, Clar- it, which is fine because Clarion got delayed on a few things anyway. So we're probably doing that in January. Um, we are, uh, but it has the front disc brakes installed. But the brake lines aren't in because Rick's shop, he doesn't want to risk bending the brake lines. Right. Because I thought they would have just sent us pre-bent. Pre-bent. Um, yeah. And it's uh, not the case. And there's a few other things he wants to tweak on the kit in terms of, um, like, the the, the, uh, the actual switch. He didn't like the, how it – I don't know. So he's working on some things. It's custom work. Do they have an exhaust bender there, like a mandrel or anything? Uh, I don't know. No? No. Don't. no. Okay. Um, uh, however, if you need that done, we can talk after. Well, you've told me about that place. I was just it'd be cool to go out there. And, I've never been to Rick and the Oh school. no, no. I well, know maybe I can have you give me a yeah, ride. No, I know. When I need to go uh, pick up my truck at some point. Well, but I was saying they could they could do the exhaust on my truck. <laughs> no, it'd be I know. Cool to see some high school kids. Like, hey, you want to do something that you will make all of your parents and neighbors mad? Put these dumps <laughs> on your car because watch and see what it does. But if they can't bend tubing, then it's right. like whatever. You shouldn't have to on that though. Those dumps should be should go right in. Well, no, they got weld on the collector, and then if you know, they can weld. They can weld. They can weld. Uh-huh. I know that. I think it needs. I think it needs some stuff. You're gonna get an email from Rick as soon as this airs. I, I'm guessing. To. You know what though? I'm I'm thinking he may want, not want to tackle custom exhaust work there. Uh, but that said, custom exhaust work is not expensive. That's so. true too. Yeah, that's true too. Um, but uh, we're also addressing a bunch of the steering components are worn to the point where it was almost dangerous. So they're fixing those. The wiring issue has been sorted. Um, so brakes, oh, the drive shaft. I can't wait to drive it with the, the, all the up fixed drive shaft parts, um, center bearing, uh, U joints, all that shit. That's going to be fantastic. And, uh, I actually, I missed the truck. There's been, you know, what? like a truck like that is perfect around holiday time in California. Yeah. Cause there's so many other old cars out and I'm just like, I'll take my wife's fusion out and be like, I want my truck, right? And it's just, fuck, it's not done yet. And, but when it is done, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be worth it. I can't wait. I still got to find somebody to do anybody listening who does body work. Uh, I need the roll pan welded up. Um, so they're fun. My, my best friend from Santa Cruz got me in the cars. He had a, has a 57 Chevy long bed pickup truck. And when he got it, when he was a kid, I think he got it when he was 15. And then, um, we put, you know, intake and, uh, carbon and, you know, fix some stuff and he's painted it before. And then he put a four speed in it. I think like junior year and I hadn't seen it in like 10 years. And then I went to his house for his wedding and I had to move it. And I was like, I got so excited. I got so nostalgic. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you still have it. I was so excited. That's awesome. Started up, it still sounds so beastie because it has like arrow chambers that dump right behind the axle. Really? And because that is such a fishbowl sperm whale shaped cab. Yeah. The echo of like the exhaust just comes like right up through that thin wooden floor he put in and just vibrates. It just sounds awesome. That's awesome. Like a, a huge steering wheel in that yeah. thing. Yeah, and you're in all the carbon monoxide you can take. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I sat great. there just revving it and looking at him with an evil grin, and he was like, "Don't you can't. You're just moving it." And I was like, "But I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of moving it." 
<laughs> right. Well, one of the first things I want to do with that truck when I get when I get it back from Rick, now that it has uh, front disc brakes and a fixed drive shaft, is finally do a fucking brake stand in a burnout. Because it's Wait. called the Hoon Truck, and I haven't fucking hooned the shit you out having, of it. You should have him do a line lock while it's on there. I don't know. Need a line lock. I'm you not should. Do They're like thirty dollars. No, no, no. There's no weight in the back of those things. Like, I don't need a line lock at all. It's just funny. It'll be all almost no. Old cars need a line lock unless they're built. Like, it is so easy to do a brake stand in an old, old car. Mm-hmm. Line locks are cool. My truck doesn't need yeah, a line the lock. The truck is like 90 10 weight distribution, <laughs> yeah, right. man. Eric has right. put sandbags in the back of the truck. Didn't you, and you should tell racing. everybody what you saw recently that made you text me. You saw. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was on the 101 uh, going to Santa Barbara and got delayed because of an accident and then came upon it, and it was a. I think like old F one hundred. It was so the paint was so tattered, like beige faded to rusty, faded to primer. But it had flipped and was facing the wrong way Nightmare. on the right side of the lane. It looked like it had rolled, like it looked like it had probably gone like up the embankment, flipped once, and it was facing backwards. Ugh. But the roof was, you know, a foot lower than it should have been, and like the whole windshield was gone. I'm surprised the, the roof was, like, was still there yeah, and not like, pancake. It's probably just because it rolled quickly. It was like slanted forward, and I saw. I was like, I texted Jeff. I was like, he's like, you should get a roll cage. You gotta, yeah, like just be, you know, be like, aware. I just like, use it to cruise around. Yeah, and good. then occasional burnouts. Once that's fine. They're just, they're, I forget how you know a, a, fragile. I have my, are. I have my in my head. I know I won't be able to react as fast, but yeah. I already have my plan Your for my strategy? accident to to push away away from the steering column. Yeah, that's yeah. not gonna. That's not a plan. <laughs> it's, it's it's a theory. How's that? It, it's better than having it jammed through what your chest cavity. Yeah. What is a steering? What is a what is a new steering rack on that cost to actually get that? Oh, death. I've actually. I want to look up if someone out there makes a collapsible steering column. Guaranteed, they do. I don't know. People might just. I think the general consensus in the industry is don't be a pussy. <laughs> like that's kind that's of the great. old old school. Like, hey, welcome hey, to old you cars make, uh, ownership. Yeah. Don't be a pussy is rule number one. Dude, can you get uh, modern uh, safety glass? Don't be a pussy. I mean, the car has don't, modern safety just glass. Just don't break the windows. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, I, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen aftermarket collapsible columns. All right. You're, yeah. I've thought about it. Uh, I think don't be a pussy. I had lap belts <laughs> in high school. I have them again. So I have stupid. lap belts. And I wear them. I wear the lap belt. That's a great pivot point to slam your face into stuff. But it's also it also helps me. I don't have my shoulder harness, so I can get away from it. That's, yeah, you can lie down <laughs> sideways like yeah. an airplane when you have the <laughs> whole seat row, <laughs> and then everything just crushes up yeah. into you. And you, just, <laughs> you just drive from the center seat. Yeah. Just Which you pretty much could do. Yeah. Just, just don't get into an accident. Don't get um, an accident. I want to take a moment to thank uh, one of our, our our fans, our listeners, uh, Nick, he set up a, uh, a T-shirt campaign through Booster.com, which is like the crowd crowdfunding arm of um, oh, what the fuck? Custom Ink. Um, so I didn't even know you could do this. You could set up a campaign to sell T-shirts where you split like 50% of the proceeds with the company who makes them, and then people can also do donations on top. Uh, and it was awesome. Uh, we made we made a couple hundred bucks, and we sold some T-shirts. And, you know, they, Nick, thank you so much for setting that up. I bought two of the T-shirts myself because the design was cool. That he who, just, who designed them? Uh, this, Nick this, did? This guy, Nick. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, oh, shit. I, let me find I'm. It's worth it. I would feel bad if I didn't find his Twitter account. So I'm going to find his Twitter account for one second. But the T-shirts are cool. It, it, it has a... Uh, like an image on the back of a like an old timey like milkman almost or an old timey cop saying uh, in the statement says don't worry don't worry son there'll be slicks in no time or something like that it was like a, it was a great that's funny yeah so I'm gonna find his. I had the, like what BFG uh, like radial TA tires on my Pontiac back yeah. in the day yep and I did burnouts for a year and a half and I never had to change the tires <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> when we still have them on the Cobra and they need I, I th- that's a situation that. What kind of worries me because those are ten year old tires, and they still stick pretty good. But like, I need to replace. I'm getting them. there with the with the rears on my vet. Those are, yeah. Maybe I'll just do that old. for Christmas. I'll just do a huge brake stand in the Cobra tires and then get new tires because that's ten years old is dangerous. Like they're drying out. You know? Uh you know, you get a feel of them and run your hand over them. They still feel sticky. Like my my vet ones, they're because I still drive it enough that they, you know, get that layer kind of peeled off of oh, them. Right. They stay fresh ish. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I just had uh, a kid that was working for me. Friday, crashed his car because he was driving around on ten-year-old tires. Yeah, you know exactly. Total, totaled the car. Yeah, uh, and I remember when I had old tires on the Element, and it used to just slide anytime you got on the brakes. I miss the old tires from my car because I have new ones on there now, and it doesn't slide as much in the dry. I'm sad, but 
I just need to get some shitty rims to uh, to mount the old ones on for like I don't know Adam's Motorsport Drift Drift Night if I ever go. That thing would be a handful on that track. It would. It would be. It's a bit narrow. It's a bit narrow. Uh, yeah. Sonoma's better because it's just a giant parking lot. Or I like really want to put a hydro hydraulic lockup on the rear of the Fiesta. All right. I I, I think it's. Fine. I think on Twitter he's at Car Guys Shirts. This guy spelled with a Z, or do you pronounce it that way? No, S. Okay. Um, so car, guys, shirts. And if I have the wrong account, well, fuck. That so, guy's about sorry. to make a ton of money. <laughs> um, like some guy named car, Jeff. guys, shirts. Thank you so much for doing that. It was awesome. We loved it. Uh, maybe we'll do another one again in the future. Um, but for now, um, Zach, tell everybody where they can find you on social medias, telling Ooh. your jokes and shit. Find me. Yeah, I've done a really good job tonight. Um, find me on Twitter. It's at Zach Clapman. It's Z-A-C-K-K-L-A-P-M-A-N. That's easy. That's mm-hmm. it. Chris, sell uh, Shout Engine. Well, Shout Engine, of course, you want to do a podcast, come on over to Shout Engine, and we will set you up. We've shout, got the plans. Shout and there's Shout Jeff, it all as out. usual. Uh, yeah, so we got the free plans, and um, yeah, and I'll just I'll just say it now. Make we it are going up. to get rid of all the weird graduated plans. We're going to go to a twenty dollars plan that is uh, much, much, much more bandwidth to the point where you're probably not going to run out of it. Wonderbar. So, yes. Wonderbar. Uh, and then, as usual, you can find me ranting angrily on at Twitter at Hayes Data. Very yes, true. At four in the morning. As I finally go to bed, I usually look at Twitter and it's like, oh, Chris is mad about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hey, it worked. On, it worked this time though. On track, kept for a year and a half, just dumping packages in the hallway at my house, which, as you guys know, is like very public. Uh, okay, you're on the beach. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and on track, just because whoever was driving didn't want to walk upstairs, so I finally just posted on track like pictures of it. Two days in a row, and they're like, "Yeah, we fixed that now." Okay, so right. did yeah. they? What's on track? Uh, uh, they basically handle like a lot of Amazon and and shit like that. They're right? basically a lot. They do a lot of shipping in the Southwest U.S. Oh, okay. So there's a small shipping company. Yeah. Okay. Although, like, small and quite big now. Well, I see them all yeah, the time. I mean, when you see FedEx, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" So <laughs> that's the model. I think they're going to be like DHL, where they're small, and they're going to get real big real fast. Yeah, DHL's big international. Like that's their. I went to their headquarters distribution center yeah, once because I almost like lost the fit. Yeah, king. they like if you need something shipped to Papua New Guinea, like that's who brings it. <laughs> and don't that's ship motors like that. <laughs> Insure your motors if you're shipping them. Yeah, oh, don't yeah. do a Rob Dom. Um. um so, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Hooniverse Jeff. Please go to our YouTube channel. Just type in Hooniverse. You'll find it and subscribe. We're about to click past 17,000 uh, followers or subscribers there. Don't forget to go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. It helps us climb the ladder and win awards. We're yes. take and if you're in the MPG, Corolla. hopefully you voted for us. Yeah, seriously. All right, see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, go vote.